This is a Federal News Network podcast. Lowest priced technically acceptable contracts, LPTA, have been hemmed in pretty thoroughly by Congress, and now the DOD procurement authorities have finalized rules for how to deal with LPTA for what it means in reality for contractors, procurement attorney Joseph Petrillo of Petrillo and Powell. And Joe, this has been something that contractors have been hoping would be hemmed in. What do you think it really means, this whole hemming in of LPTA? Well, Congress um, in the National Defense Authorization Act of 2017 and 2018 um, required DOD to enact a series of restrictions. And I I think the only practical uh, consequence of this uh, that you can see coming down the pike is there are going to be fewer of them. Uh, There are a class of LPTA procurements which are prohibited outright. There's a class which can't be used uh, on, uh, and have to be avoided to the maximum practicable extent. And there's also a, a set of findings that have to be made when they are used. And which types of procurements ban them altogether? Uh, they are banned altogether in, per, for personal protective equipment and aviation-critical safety items where failure uh, might cause casualties. Yeah, that sounds like something the industry kind of got in there, though, because that's still a little bit of a gray area. I mean, is a knob on a radio, for example, in an aircraft, a critical safety item? You could argue that it is if you're wearing gloves and, <laughs> and you can't grab the knob or the knob cracks and you can't change the frequency. But that's a very specific type of thing. Well, even though it's a prohibition, there is some discretion in, uh, that the agency has in determining which uh, items uh, are, in fact, uh, critical safety items for aviation. Got it. So there is, okay, so the agencies can can work that a little bit. Right. And then in that gray area, that larger gray area where it could be used, but there are restrictions, tell us more about those. Sure. Now, this is a much broader area. It includes knowledge-based professional services, such as, such as IT, cybersecurity, systems engineering, and technical assistance. Uh, it includes things like knowledge-based training or logistics services uh, for contingency operations or other uh, military operations outside the United States. Uh, it includes the engineering and manufacturing development for a major defense acquisition program uh, Start with for which budgetary authority uh, starts in FY 2019. So, for example, I was at the Army show last week, and uh, it, there was – video and a model mock-up. They couldn't get the thing into the actual convention because there's only one of them and it's flying down in Florida. But this new prototype for the next generation of attack helicopters with counter-rotating blades, that is a prototype. And presumably if it works, the Army will go to production at some time down the line. That cannot be an LPTA. Uh, For the engineering and manufacturing development, yes. Got it. Okay. And what else? And finally, and I This may just reflect good lobbying on the part of uh, industry contracts for auditing services. Interesting, because if you – well, let's take auditing for a minute. Auditing, you have to have people that have certifications and degrees in some cases to be able to legally conduct a financial audit. And so you wonder if someone has the certification and the bona fides to be able to do that, and both companies can provide those types of people, why shouldn't the lowest price one get that contract? Well, apparently that argument did not prevail in Congress, and they want that avoided to the maximum practicable extent. But you could say that this is not an LPTA, but still pick the lowest priced bidder. Well, that's true. Uh, But again, that kind of a decision uh, 
has to pass the test of reasonableness and, you know, can be tested in a bid protest. We're speaking with procurement attorney Joseph Petrillo of Petrillo and Powell. The reasonable test sounds like a pretty wide loophole, though, to me, like in the example I just mentioned, or IT services. Those range from developing new systems from scratch with programming, very technical type of stuff. But some IT services are pretty routine, say, I don't know, maintaining a, a data center, make sure it's operating all the time. Well, the, the rules that are going to apply here are the same rules that apply to uh, judging acquisition decisions in, and source selection decisions in general. So, you know, that's why I've summarized it in the way I have. There's a whole case law about that, too. But it, needless to say, it's not an easy case to make. And so the contracting officer has to declare that something will be an LPTA before launching the solicitation, correct? Right. If it doesn't fall into these categories, which are to, which are either prohibited or extremely limited, uh, there still has to be a written finding by the contracting officer that you have certain characteristics. And, uh, you know, generally the thrust here is this is something where uh, quality doesn't really matter to the government. We're making subjective judgments about capabilities of offerors. It's not important. Uh, identifying... Uh, higher grade uh, solutions um, does not really give a benefit or value that matters to the government. You have to make that type of decision uh, and then... Or it could be something like a commodity where everything offered in that particular class of product or service is equal. Interestingly, the rules for supply contracts are more stringent in that regard. When goods are being procured using LPTA, they must be those that are predominantly expendable in nature or non-technical or have a short life expectancy or short shelf life. So it sounds to me that if a company sees a solicitation that states we have justified this to be LPTA, there is still grounds to challenge that finding even before the solicitation moves forward. That's correct. If, uh, if a company sees a, an LPTA procurement and thinks that uh, this one violates these rules, uh, they can contest that in a bid protest, uh, and that needs to be filed before uh, bids or offers are due. So if you feel that it's wrongly offered as a – the opportunity is coming out as an LPTA, then you can't really wait till after the awards to protest under LPTA or not LPTA grounds. You really have to head it off at the pass at the time of solicitation. That's correct. That, that's when you have to make your objection, whether it's in court or at the government accountability office or in an agency protest, or you're stuck with the consequences. And in your experience, do you expect this new rule, which is promulgated and now final, and there's a law behind it that's pretty powerful stuff, <laughs> at least in Washington terms, that this will filter down to contracting officers? Because sometimes the cultural slowness of that class of person to adapt is, is cited by contractors. Well, I, you know, I, I think uh, people need to be trained on these areas like any change in the law. And that's, you know, the development of the acquisition professionals to get them up to speed on these rules is a is an extremely important thing in procurement, and I'm not the first one to say that. Federal Procurement Attorney Joseph Petrillo of Petrillo & Powell, as always, thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, 
it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.